Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. All right, where we going this Wednesday? Nice and sunny out, even though it cooled off considerably. Like 45 degrees colder than it was yesterday, no big deal. The penultimate day of Feb, my friend. We have a leap day tomorrow. It's leap year. That's the second from the end? Yes, it is. Penultimate? The penultimate. Penultimate? The penultimate. Pen and Teller Ultimate? The Pen and Teller Ultimate. It's Carmen and York live in our State Street studios. Watch the show today and every day live on YouTube. Yes, you can watch. You can get interactive. Click and subscribe to the station's YouTube page. You can also watch on Twitch. Download the ESPN Chicago app. Listen live anytime, anywhere. You, you all right there, buddy? You got a headphone problem? No. I noticed you got a fancy little condom on your uh, I, I didn't, uh, <laughs> microphone. Whoever sits here forgot it. Oh, oh, that's not yours. That's hoodie or that's Caps. Yeah. I don't know whose it is. I think that's Caps' fuzzy little Ooh. condom. I refused to take it off. I yeah. refused to touch it. Caps got a here a fuzzy condom. Yeah, it is, it is. So the, if you're see if you're watching, this is when it pays to watch, right? So you yeah. can watch on YouTube. So this little uh, it looks like a windscreen, a, a, a muskrat, you know, hide. So everybody can see right now on YouTube or on Twitch. Not everybody, but the people on YouTube and Twitch. So it's called a windscreen. We like to colloquially, I guess, it call it a condom. Popping the peas. That's what they say. Yeah. Let's see if we can. It's usually let's, what condoms do. Let's see if. Sorry. <laughs> Touche, Adam. Nice job. Chris Flexola tonight. Sorry. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it stops us from popping our peas yes. and our bees and our peas. <laughs> so here, I'll put the mic Peppermint on. patty. Peppermint patty. Crumb crust coating. Ooh, that's a tough one. Crumb crust coating. What? What was wrong with you? That's a, it's an old Orson Welles outtake. How many times do you want um, to be dumped? Frozen peas. I know a town in Buxton where they grow frozen peas every July. Uh, here, oh, so there's a reference nobody recognizes. I know it's there. an old school reference. Zero. <laughs> like who's Orson Welles? Yeah. Here, uh, so this is without the windscreen, and then this is with. I don't know if it makes a difference or not. But you, Kat's I think got it does. this funky one. But you never want to touch someone else's windscreen yeah. because they definitely have spittled all over it. I use this. Yeah. A napkin, and I have thrown it to the side. Good. Did you? Where'd you? Oh, here it, it does, is. It doesn't oh, seem like God. there's a place for it. Do you yeah, know what I'll I'm leave saying? It on the ground. Oh, it's on I'll the thing. Show, this right. is caps. on the ground. Why it's, would I, I throw it on the ground? It's usually, you throw it on. You've the ground. tossed no. it on the ground before. I've moved it over, fellas. It's that's I all I found I did. it on the ground. It looks like well, something because I'm boisterous and I'm rambunctious and I talk with my hands and I'm and then it ends up on the ground at the end of the day. You made it sound like I just take it off and chuck it to the ground. This looks like something Elmer Fudd Which would use, doesn't it? I've done before. <laughs> yes, you have. It looks like a chinchilla. Yeah, yeah. it does. I mean, chinchilla. This is Cap's like personalized windscreen. It's and yeah. I think he, he got it, it after Hood got one of the same kind. Oh, I got it. I'll put it back here. That now way. I'm getting. Yeah, put it someplace where it's safe. It I yeah. don't understand the difference. I don't either. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, it's the mechanics, right? It's the mechanics. I don't know. I mean, it just it looks like a personalized one. The ones that they normally give us, these fancy little doohickeys, are just kind of like inexpensive stock buy-in-bulk windscreens. And I think they do the job just fine. So there you go. There's a new mock draft out, 2.0 for Mel. We'll get to that in a little bit, Yurko. Caleb Williams sat down with Pete Thamel at the Combine. 
Pete Thamel, college football football reporter extraordinaire. Yep, that's a great way to describe him. Pete Thamel. We've got some quotes from Caleb. We were just talking about this again yesterday. We had said that it very much felt like the the rhetoric around, oh, he doesn't want to come here, or his dad won't let him come here, he doesn't want to play in Chicago. We we said that it, it feels like it has died down. And then sure enough, late last night, early this morning, the article hits ESPN.com. And here are some quotes from former USC quarterback Caleb Williams. This is what I've been preparing for my whole life, Williams told ESPN on Tuesday. Since I was 10 or 11, this is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. At that age until now, it basically feels like your whole life. I'm excited. I'm ready to get back on the football field, on a football team, or on my teammates and my brothers, my new brothers. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of yeah, I want to go or don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. It's appealing to be in a city like that with legends that you've looked up to. Reach for the standard that they set and try to do anything to get there. He would go on to say that he's watching YouTube highlights of MJ and Walter yep. Payton because he's 22. What does he know? I mean, he's only known them through the history books, Yurko. That's yep. it. He didn't get to see him. Uh, I like Caleb. I found out I have something in common with Caleb Williams. What do you have in common uh, with Not him? his strapping good looks. Not his muscular physique. Physique. Not his rocket arm or his athleticism. Are you guys both the same height? No, he's taller than me, probably by about two inches. Uh, none of that, Yurko. Not his NIL money, but we both like watching YouTube videos of Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Now, I watch those two live, and I still go down the rabbit hole every once in a while and watch YouTube videos of two of my all-time favorite athletes. And Caleb Williams is doing the same thing. And I don't think he's pandering to anybody or anything right now. I just think he's a young sports fan who decided to learn a little something about two of Chicago's greatest ever If you're the Chicago Bears and you believe he's your quarterback, then you should take him at the number one position, period. If in your analysis of the quarterbacks you find somebody else that you believe is a better quarterback than he is, then you get the hell out of one, you trade down, and you go get your quarterback. So whatever the Bears believe, when they find it, and they look at it, and they analyze it, and they believe it, then, then get it done. Do it. That's it. I don't care what he says. I care what he does. That's the most important thing. What did he do on the football field? Okay, How's it look? How does it convert over the NFL level? And if you believe he's the guy... Then take him, period. I don't care what he says. care what he does. Yeah, I care what he does, That's what too. matters here. I care what the results look I, like, I do. I react zero directions from the great Caleb Williams uh, speaking. Oh, great. He knows how to say the right things. He's smart enough to know how to say the right things. Good. But great. Are we at Fantastic. Least, are we at least believing there will be no, well, don't draft me because I'm not going there? That appears I ne- to be. I, ne- I never believed that to be out there in the first place. Well, it was out there, but I don't think we ever really believed. I never that believed right. it. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I think it, you're right. It could be out there. There's yes. a whole lot of things in the world that right. are out there. Yes, you choose to believe what you want. I don't think we neither. Yeah, I don't think either one of us ever really yeah. thought that that had the kind of steam that people wanted to. Yes, wanted everyone else to believe. Right. You know, like it just and so I. Well, and then the, 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 who's the guy? The, the, the idiot with the microphone out west. Holland. Well, whoever he is, I don't know what his name That's is. That's not nice. I don't. I don't care. There's a lot of idiots out west with microphones in there. I didn't get specific. 
Okay? Right, that's my fault. But whoever the how idiot out like, there. How did you know I was talking about Colin no, Coward when you well, said the idiot outlet? I didn't say that. <laughs> he just bought a $3 million uh, condo in Chicago. Did you see Who's that? that? Colin Coward, like two weeks ago. Bought a nice, beautiful $3 million condo, I think, in the Gold Coast. Yeah, true story. What are you, a stalker? I, it, it came up. It was in the Tribune, I think. It came up in the Tribune yeah, right after. the paper? You still get the paper no, delivered to the on house? My phone. <laughs> I see it on my phone. Oh, boy, don't the they paper. have a paywall? Don't they have a paywall? Don't yes. you? I, I pay for the Tribune. Oh, yes. boy, yeah. Oh, you write it off at the hey, end of the You're year. the one. Congratulations. Well, I would assume somebody's paying you're for it. The I don't know. One. I mean, it's a Bruce Springsteen song, by the way. You're the one. one. You're the one, yeah. Well, it's a lyric from it, that's for sure. I'm singing it. So it's I, him. I know. So this. he's in Chicago. Yeah, he bought a Great. condo in Chicago to come Great. visit. Yeah. We've got him in town. I think he knows Caleb's coming. He's a fan of wow. Caleb's. I must be so happy to have him in town now. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you, do you know who else believes, like, if the quarterback is a difference maker, like, you just draft that quarterback? Ryan Poles, or really any player. I don't think he was being quarterback specific when he talked to Wallace. Who was he talking to? Wallace Sovey? Yeah, he was a good interview with the guys. You could see the whole thing. Did we thing. get more? Did we get more than what we got out well, of him in the I'll, morning, the morning gangbang? I'll play this. I'll play this one bite. This is Poles talking about being convinced in a player uh, and what that ultimately would mean in terms of fielding phone calls for the number one overall pick. Um, I think if it gets to the point where someone were to check all of those boxes that you believe, you know, put a guy in a situation to be, you know, special, um, yeah, I think you probably shut down the whole thing. Um, there's obviously some strategy in that as well. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how this, this thing plays out. But, yeah, all of those things are going to affect how we move forward. Shut it all down. You shut down the conversations if you believe the guy checks all the boxes, whether that's Caleb Williams, Drake May, or anybody else. And obviously they didn't necessarily feel that way last year because they did trade the first pick. They got a very good haul for it. You know, you when you when you think back about how trades either affect how trades positively or negatively affected your team, this one seems to be DJ Moore, Darnell run. Wright, everything seems to this be good. This first pick, a got home no, run. Got no crying or complaining about what happened with this team. You know, like Waddle made the point to me, like they probably never stuck their toe too deep into the quarterback waters last year because they were wanting to go forward for at least another year and evaluate Justin. Because I, I do wonder, like, what did they miss in the C.J. Stroud evaluation? But maybe they just didn't evaluate either one of them very much because they were a little bit more committed to Justin Fields for the year. You know what I mean? Like, I still do wonder about that. If Ryan Poles is telling you, if a guy checks all the boxes, no amount of draft capital matters. You go with the guy that you believe is going to make your team better. C.J. Stroud sure seems to check all those boxes. So was there some sort of misevaluation? Or did the Bears not even go too far down that road? That could be. They're obviously going down that road now. And I know that pisses well, off the Justin Fields fans, but they're obviously going down that road. Let's learn the lessons of the guys that have been drafted beforehand to take a look. You know, Jalen Hurts had a great, what is it, second year, and then the third year third comes year. back. Great third year, and yeah. the fourth year, not so much. Yes. Right? So I'd say take a deep breath. Uh, maybe you missed on C.J. Stroud. Maybe you didn't miss on C.J. Stroud. Take the deep breath and let's watch how it plays out. To me, Dak Prescott looks like a world beater at times. I agree with you. And at times, he looks very average. So, 
deep breath. Give me a guy that can make the throws, can get the ball to where it needs to be, can get himself out of a little bit of a trouble every once in a while, and take something that's nothing and turning it into something. You know, the play that's going to be zero, it's going to be a negative play. All of a sudden, out of it, either he gets rid of the ball, finds a way to get a completion, finds a way to get a positive yards. So we'll see. Time will tell. Again, I trust Ryan Poles. Yeah, he's earned it right and now. And what he plans to do. If he takes Caleb Williams, then he thinks that's the best avenue for the Chicago Bears. Right. If he trades out and takes another quarterback, that's what he believes. I just hope they're right. Okay? Whatever yeah, they that's do, all we're looking for. Whatever we just they do. want them to be just, correct. Just be right. And guess what? They don't pay me to make my analysis on who I think the best quarterbacks are or they are not. What I think doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make a difference what I think to them because they study this mm-hmm. much more than I can study it. They've got access to stuff much better than what I have access to. Yeah, just uh, please get this one right. Get it right. I keep saying that for the next couple of months. And now you're hoping, months. here's the possibility with these first two picks, you've got one and eight, uh, one and nine, right? One and eight or one, one and nine. nine. One, one and nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Here's what you got. What if you've got it and none of these quarterbacks turn out to be anything? Oh, that's possible. And you put yourself, you know, okay, we've got two picks this year, and it looks like that's what we're going to do. What if none of them turn into anything? And this is the year that if you had a high pick, none of the quarterbacks turn out to be a world beater. Wouldn't you say, and it's there's still some, like, how do I put this? Uh, the story is still being written for the yeah. 2021 draft, but think about it. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin, uh, Zach Wilson. A couple of them we know are objectively terrible. Zach Wilson's objectively terrible. He, he's he's very bad. I, I think Mac Jones is pretty bad too. He's got some tools. Yeah, but he's terrible. He's but Zach Wilson's the worst starting quarterback in this. Well, game. if anybody ever wanted to defend Justin Fields and talk about his offense coordinators, you've got to be able to do that for Mac Jones. Okay. And Mac Jones did have something in the pudding. There was some proof in the pudding after his initial year where he threw for three thousand plus yards. But none of them right now, now he's backtracked. Why yes, is he yes. backtracked? Yes, yeah. Why does he come out as a rookie and play like, hey, this guy looks like he might have something, and all of a sudden the next two years it looks out. It's horrific. It's absolutely it's horrific. Bad. Especially if you're a New England fan, you take a look at that. But none of them, yeah, even Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Wilson, who, Lance. Ugh. Right? Like, to your point, when you say, what if none of them are good? The 2021 draft of recent vintage, again, it's still being written. I, I agree. These guys have played like 40-ish games, so... But that, that's not a small amount. Even Trevor Lawrence, whom we like very much, at times I still go, really? And are we sure? Is Jacksonville sure? So none of them look like world beaters right now, including Trevor Lawrence. 10-7 and seven record for Mac Jones this rookie year. Yeah, and they made the playoffs. 3,801 yards. Oof. 67.6 completion percentage. 22 tutties, 13 interceptions. Well, not quite two to one. No, not quite two to one at all. A little little short of that. But that's what you got. You look at that year and you say that's his first year? Not Uh, bad. And it's been a downhill since. Not bad. If that's his first year, that might not be bad. Let's build off of that. He hasn't been able to build off that. He hasn't gotten to 3,000 yards. He hasn't been able to play 17 games. That's right. It's regressed. And it's been a disappointment for them. All right, coming up next, we will talk about... Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, 2.0, will tell you who he's got the Bears selecting. He's also got one very significant change in his top 10. If you want to react to the Caleb Williams, uh, Caleb Williams comments, anything you heard from Ryan Poles yesterday, uh, the um, 
media scrum he had early in the day, the conversation he had with Waddle and Sylvie here on your home for the Bears a little bit later in the day. You can ring us up at 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We were just talking about that 2021 draft class of quarterbacks. None of them have certainly established themselves as great at this point. Most of them have... Most of them are crashing and burning. I mean, I guess it's not fair with Trey Lance. We have no idea. Just he's, I don't know where he's ever going to play. At some point, maybe. he's Dallas, right? He's on Dallas. He's the backup in Dallas. If Dak gets hurt for a couple of games, then Trey Lance gets his chance and his opportunity. You know, like, Geno Smith waited a long time for this opportunity, and he's made the most of it later in his career. So maybe for Trey Lance, because he's a talented dude, but I don't know. But Zach Wilson's been given permission to seek a trade. Like, come on. Who's trading for Zach Wilson? Nobody. They'll wait for them to release him. They're going to wait for the New York Jets to release him. That's hilarious. Nobody anticipates that happening. Joe Douglas has informed Zach Wilson's agent that they can now seek a trade. Good luck to you. Lucky to get a seven-man blocking sled for him. Popsicle sled. Zach Wilson. No, not even seven-man. Just the popsicle (laughs) sled and tackling one that you utilize out there. That's it. Uh, here's uh, the latest mock draft from Mel Kuyper, Yerk. Mock 2.0. Uh, number one, Chicago Bears, Caleb Williams. As we approach the one-year anniversary of the Bears trading the number one overall pick to Carolina, I continue to believe they will keep this selection and move on from Justin Fields. It's about restarting the quarterback clock and taking one of the best all-around prospects of the best de- a past decade. Williams has a rare skill set in terms of arm strength, accuracy, decision-making, and mobility. Chicago will need to continue to help him. The organization could add a playmaker with the number nine pick. It also has cap space to make moves in free agency. What say you, Mel, about that number nine pick? You ready? In this scenario, Roma Dunze is off the board, Yurko. And I'll run through the rest of his picks in a minute here, but I just want to read you what he wrote about the Bears. Yeah. So he's got them going with Malik Neighbors from LSU. We're back around to the Bears, to whom I gave quarterback Caleb Williams at number one. I thought about offensive line, though it might be a little early for, uh, how do you say it? Is it Fontanua? Troy Fautanu. Yeah, from Washington, right? Fautanu. Fautanu. Yep. The best guard in the class. He's also a guard. That's awfully high to be drafted in a guard. Yep. I also considered corner, though Chicago could franchise tag or sign a big extension for free agent Jalen Johnson, uh, which would plug that hole. And since this is a strange year for Ed Rushers, Latu has medical questions that should be answered at the Combine, and I don't have a top a top 15 grade on Jared Verse, let's instead select a dynamic playmaker to make Williams' life easier. Neighbors had 89 catches for over 1,500 yards with 14 touchdowns last year, with 1,000 of those yards uh, and 12 of those scores coming when he lined up in the slot. That kind of verse, I do love that because of what they already have with DJ. Yep. yep. That versatility would suit new coordinator Shane Waldron's offense. I have four wideouts in my top 11, and all four likely will be top 10 locks or would be top 10 locks in any other draft. I love that he made that point about the work he did out of the slot and how that could really improve and be favorable to the Bears' offense next year. The rest of his draft goes like this. Caleb, I'll at least give you the top ten here. Caleb, one. Jaden Daniels, two. Drake, May, three. 
Marvin Harrison four to Arizona. Is this the new guy that jumps in? This is the new one. I haven't seen J.C. Latham this high, the Either tackle from Alabama. Yeah. I've seen usually Fashanu or Alt be the first tackle off the board. He's got J.C. Latham going to the Chargers. Roma Dunze, damn it, six to the Giants, although I don't think I'd be upset with Malik Neighbors either. Joe Alt, seven to the Titans. That'd be back-to-back first-round offensive uh, linemen. Local offensive linemen, yeah, for yeah. the Titans in back-to-back drafts. Dallas Turner, eight. We told you Malik Neighbors, nine to the Bears, and then Brock Bowers, ten to the New York football Jets. Jets. The New York football Jets. Pass rusher goes then to Minnesota. Yeah, there's Jared Verse. And then the our guy, another local product yes. here. Yes. J.J. McCarthy to the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton gets a quarterback, Eric. J.J. McCarthy. Mm, interesting. Four quarterbacks in the top 12. It sure seems like that might be the case when it's all said and done. We know how these quarterbacks rise quickly up the board. And the Saints get the big tackle out of Penn State then at 14. And there you go. I'm just trying uh, to figure it Brett, all out as we go down uh, the Byron list. Byron Murphy to the Raiders. Fashanu to the Saints, like Yurko said. Uh, Terry Nardle to the Colts. Taliase Fuaga Any goes other? to the Bengals. I think that's about, uh, I don't think there was anything Your like. Your first center off the board with the Miami Dolphins, Graham Barton. I think because they might lose Connor Williams in yeah. free agency. Was we'll he see. hurt anyway? Yes, he tore his ACL late in the year anyway. He's and he's not, not going to be available, though. Well, well you can't. If you, tor- if you tear it at the end of the I year. I thought he tore it in December. Yeah, so it's going to be. Jan, it's... Feb, March, April, May, June, I mean, July, eight months August. for a big guy. You know what I'm saying? I'd say it's more closer to 10 months for a big fella. So maybe like week four he can play, Yerk, you think, give yeah, or take? October. I do think Connor Williams. To me, end of October, it seems feasible mm. for a bigger fella. He's still pretty young. He came into the league young. I believe Connor Williams was 20 when he came into the league. So he's still young, but he's torn both ACLs. He's 26. He's 26. And he'll be 27 come uh, uh, May 12th. But he's played a lot. You know, this is uh, because I think he came in as a 21-year-old. I don't know if he's torn both or if it's the same one, but he's had two ACL injuries now. Problematic. Yeah, that always worries me a little bit, Yerk. It does. Let's go to Mike in Atlanta. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How good. are you? Good. Doing pretty good. Just had one comment, then I got one question. First comment is that the that morning show y'all got over there just needs to change their name to Caleb Williams featuring Cap and Hoodie because they salivate over him like they, it's an instant Super Bowl as soon as he get, gets here. But uh, the question I had was, why does it seem so inconceivable to people that they should trade this pick when the top quarterbacks in the league, with the exception of maybe Joe Burrow, I think he went number one, haven't gone number one. The top quarterbacks in the league have not even been the the first drafted quarterback off the board most of the time. So it seems to me like... Most of the times, it's more of a crapshoot with trying to draft a quarterback number one and hoping, hoping that he actually pans out versus potentially dra- trading down and getting a stock load of draft capital to be able to build up your team and build the depth that you need to actually win a Super Bowl. So what's the pro- Let me just ask you this, Mike. I'm hearing this a whole lot. Greeny was just talking about this. But then what's the process? Like, you're a GM in the NFL. You're saying to yourself, well, I'm not going to draft the first quarterback. That's silly. I'll draft the third one. He's always the best. Like, I don't get this. Like, what's the process then? No, and I'm not saying that. I, I'm a Bears fan first. So if, if you think you have conviction as any GM that that's the guy you want to take, then you take him. But 
I just don't like the people that just say, well, you 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 crazy if you trade down and you don't draft Caleb Williams because mm. right. we had we hadn't had the Jamarcus Russells of the world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, you're yeah. right. You're not wrong about that, Mike. Mike thank you for the call. Tip, sure, of yeah. course. Yeah, we've gone over the but, list but, of guys uh, that have busted out of but, number one. But guys have busted. Here, here's my point. This this guys have busted at one. Guys have busted at two. Guys have busted at seven. Guys have busted at ten. Guys have busted at fifteen. Seventeen. Guys have busted at twenty-one. Guys have. Uh, well, let's go back on the Bears' first-round draft choices. Not, we'll not tell you all the busts that they yeah, had. Yeah, I mean, like guys have busted Kevin at twenty-eight. White at seven. Uh, right, Gabe like, Karimi at nineteen. I, we can go down Stan Thomas whenever they took that guy. Stan Thomas was a first rounder. Wasn't yeah, he? in the yeah. first, I'm trying to think oh, about which all the first round picks. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Stan Thomas was a first rounder. Right, he was terrible, terrible, terrible. Guys bust everywhere. Yeah, I, I, and I heard Greeny at the end of his show talking about this. They're like, "Oh yeah, the the the, the not the first quarterback off the board is never good." So what do you do then? Draft the third one? Do you want me to go through the list and find all the third quarterbacks off the board in the history of the NFL that blow? I'll do that for you if you want. Well, like, I mean, you're talking to the caller here. You're no, not, call, not just, talking not, to me. No, more to Greeny. I don't uh, Greeny oh, and Greeny, the, yeah, like, like he irritates the hell out of me. I too. don't mean to, and I'm not, and this is not necessarily to Mike. I, I, but it's to anybody that says like Eddie and the Northside calls with this all the time. The first pick doesn't, doesn't do that. Doesn't do, that. do you want me to? Like we'll do it if you want, but I think you probably know the answer. I like it though. I'll find every second, third, like and fourth it. quarterback ever taken that absolutely blows. Monkey junk. Achilles Smith is right. one of those. It runs, Chris. In 1999. <laughs> hey, 99, Achilles Smith. Achilles Smith, yes. Terrible. Caden McNown. He was terrible. Do you I mean, want? He was the fifth quarterback, you, I are think. You, but, like, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to go Let's through do that it. and show you all the number two quarterbacks that suck? Exercise in futility. Like, I, I like it. I don't it. get what... What are we supposed to do then? If you're a GM, what are you supposed to He's do? He's got to identify the talent and draft him accordingly, period. That's but, guys... It. How many undrafted players have busted? <laughs> Stop it, Chris. <laughs> well, by, it, defi- what's by that definition, list? by definition, undrafted players they can't that bust. Don't hit, sure, they can. No, they, they can not make the NFL. Certainly, Bingo. but nobody expects anything out of a, uh, a free agent acquisition that you make after the draft. Yes, Their bodies to come in for camp so you can beat up on them, and then you say goodbye, and they become furniture movers. I like the point you guys are making. What are the Bears supposed to do? Just collect well, assets for the forever until the end of time? And then, just collect, and, and, collect draft picks forever. Right. Just and, never cash them in. Just collect them. And say to themselves, like, the first quarterback's never good. We'll take the third one. What does that mean? Like, we'll take the second one. He's always good. Do you want me to go? Like, it seems tedious and arduous, <laughs> but maybe I should do it for everybody. Like, no, I've do you want to go well, through the list now. of the number let's two start, quarterbacks that let, suck let, ass? Let's start going in 1983. I am ready for this exercise. I, I mean... I am so excited about this. It's Todd Blackledge. I mean, thank the you. The second quarterback taken in the 1983 draft. Like you said, Achilles Smith, right? John Elway. Hold on. It featured John Elway. Uh, Black Jim Kelly was another Dan quarterback. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien was taken in that Ken draft. Was pretty decent. Yeah. Who? Ken, Ken O'Brien, O'Brien yeah, was decent. New York Jets. Better than Blackledge. Yeah. A teammate of mine. Who? He came to Green Bay after it was all said and done. He came to Green Bay, yeah. Like, Kenny was okay. Like, so, I don't know. I I just don't get, like, well, you guys, the first quarterback hardly ever works out. Well, it worked out that year, Elway. So, what are you supposed to do? I mean, just say, we'll take the second one? That guy sucks quite often as well. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. This is going to require some extensive filtering if I'm going to do this, but like I'm just trying to look through all the like the second and third quarterbacks taken in the history. Do you know how many quarterbacks were taken in the 1984 and 85 first round? 84. 84 and 85. And 85. Two subsequent years. How many quarterbacks were taken in the round of those two, two in the, years? In the first round? First round. In the 1984 draft plus the 1985 draft. One. Zero. It's a different game, right? Zero. But I bet you there's a lot of running backs, Yerk. No, yo, uh, there would be a lot of I running backs. a lot of running backs. It's a different, different game. A guy named George Adams was the first running back taken in that draft by the New York football giants. Um, I'm going to have to figure out how to like kind of filter Lorenzo through Lorenzo Hampton, Steve Sewell. You're talking Steve about Sewell. nobody that made it anywhere. All that matters is evaluating properly. That's it. Maybe getting a little lucky. I feel like the Bears are due for a little luck. Look, it, it is hard. Drafting quarterbacks, drafting any position, drafting quarterbacks I think is probably the hardest thing to do. First quarterback taken 85, third round. The first quarterback. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. First quarterback taken. Holy cow. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. But that's when they drafted just, they they ranked them, and they said this is the way we're going to draft them, where they fall. There was no quarterback premium put anywhere back in the day. There was no quarterback premium put anywhere. It was build your team with the strength Mm -hmm. of where the best athletes are, put them on the field, and overall your team will be that much better because there's a bunch of positions on the field where you build your team from. That changed. 40 years ago. Free agency, too. There was no free agency then. So you had to draft with the big picture in mind. Yep. So we might have to go after 93 to be able to go ahead and analyze this because that's when the free agency era began, thanks to Reggie White and the rest of those fellas that sued the league. Plus, you had the the proliferation of passing offenses spreading throughout the league at the time. I mean, it is going back 40 years, the league was very, very different. John is in Barrington on ESPN 1000. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, quick thing. I haven't heard anybody, maybe I missed it, uh, talk about taking Harrison Jr. first overall. Yeah. Or even better, trading with Washington, if they will, and get him at two. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll hang up. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, then, that's, then that's they're staying with Justin. Right. Uh, if you're doing that. And or you're drafting somebody at nine. I guess you could. I guess you could. You can get J.J. McCarthy at nine. Yes, you could. You could. All right. Okay, fair. That's fair. Uh, I think wide receivers, I think you could find really great wide receivers in lots of places, and I don't know that you need to spend a first or second overall pick. Do you believe there's a debate on who will be the best wide receiver that comes on in this group? Yes. If you told me Roma Dunze is as good in four years, or maybe even Malik Neighbors is as good yeah. in four years, I wouldn't be shun- I wouldn't be stunned by that. Remember last year, even though Zay Flowers was tremendous and Jordan Addison was tremendous, right? Mm-hmm. Both the your number one receiver came out of the fifth round. Yes, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Saying, and nobody's complaining about Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Nobody is. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, Devontae Adams was a second round pick. Tyree yeah. Kill was what a. Th- Third? Where was Tyree? Yeah, yeah, he was out there. They're, 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 I think the point is there are Devontae Adams second Devontae round. Devontae Adams is a second All round pick. All these guys you could find a little bit later on. Yes. Ty- yes. Tyree Kill is a fifth round pick. Right. Um I think you can find really great wide receivers in lots of different places. 
Same for running backs. I think it's harder with franchise-defining quarterbacks. And sure, sometimes you, you you run into a Brady.Ometimes you run into a Montana, who was a third-round pick. Uh, A Brock Purdy. I don't know if we should put quite yet Brock Purdy in the conversation of, like, Slam dunk, all time great. That's probably a little premature. Yeah, I think that's premature. But like Brady, you'll run into Um, uh, Montana. I'm trying to think who else. Like other later round, you know, Russ was very, very good for a long time. Let's face it, Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Um, Yeah, I mean, it can't. So Tony Romo wasn't drafted at all. Drafted. Tony was very good. Tony was a very good quarterback. It's a great point. He was very good, and he wasn't even drafted at all. So yeah, you can, you can. I don't think the path should be when you're sitting with the number one overall pick and there are a couple of pretty impressive-looking quarterback prospects. I don't think you should play the game. Well, don't take the first one because he busts. Take the second or the third one. They can bust anywhere, guys. Anywhere from from, from one to, <laughs> to 100. I mean, like, they could bust, you know? And I guess this is the greatest thing to test it against. But Brock Purdy would be the record holder for 4,200 yards and 31 touchdowns. He would be the Chicago Bears record holder. Yes, he would. The greatest season of all time for what he did this year. Yes. And it may never be better than it was this year for Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers. We don't know. Yeah. We do not know. But it was mighty impressive. Mm -hmm. It's it's better than anything Chicago's ever had this year in San Francisco, just to make that point. And we don't think Brock Purdy is a superstar yet. But if he puts two more years like he did last year together and improves upon then, then you can go ahead and say, okay, he's not Mr. Irrelevant anymore. He is somebody that is going to be at the quarterback position for an extended period of time, if not with Frisco, with somebody else. He's pretty good. Bob's in Elgin. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just – I don't buy that Caleb hype. I just don't see him the same way. I don't think the Bears have the right infrastructure to develop him. Um, I just don't think Shane Walder is the man. I'd rather trade back and get draft picks like you guys said. There's a lot of good receivers out there. It's a really deep draft. Why not add three or four extra picks in both, you know, 2024 and 2025? Well, and, and oh, yeah, so either way, whatever the Bears do, I'm kind of okay with. I mean, if, I'm if all they, right with but, Caleb Williams because they believe he'd be the best player. If they go through it and they look at it and they don't believe he is, they see something, Carm, and they want to dra- trade back, I can understand that too. We will know within the next two weeks. We are going to know. Yes. What direction they are leaning. Yes. Okay. It's going to happen. 14 days from now, we will have a crystal clear I mean, indication of what they're thinking about. Dare I say by next weekend, will, yeah. we, will we know? Possibly. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think we might. You know, because... You only need 10 days. I need don't, 14 don't, days. Don't you forget, just want 10 days. Legal tampering window opens... The 11th. In less than two weeks. Yeah. It's a week from Monday. Yeah. The legal tampering window opens a week from Monday, everybody. What will happen first? We will spring ahead or the Bears will move Justin Fields? Good question. What uh, happens Bears first? move Justin Fields. You believe that's going to happen? We spring ahead on the 10th. The Bears will have a trade done before that. That'd be my guess. The tampering window opens on the 11th. I think they want to get this thing done. I think they're going to. If gonna... you trade him tomorrow, does it count as an actual trade because it's a leap day That's and fair. not That's fair. Yeah. a real day? Because the league doesn't start. I know somebody's. I know somebody's celebrating their 12th birthday tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, 12th birthday, Adam. Because <laughs> tomorrow's not a real day, and it's uh, you know it's uh, such a big one. They're going to Florida celebrate. Oh, well, good. Yeah, well, it's only every four years. Every you might as well course. celebrate. You yeah, know? in sixteen years, he can celebrate uh, his his what? Uh, no, in uh, 
Four Three. more years. In 12 years, he can celebrate his quinceanera. Yeah. There you exactly. go. Yes, that's right. His quinceanera. <laughs> Chris is in Norwood Park. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, this whole thing is just start, is everybody, all these Justin Fields truthers, they want to do everything except hold Justin Fields accountable. It, 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 all they do is make excuses. Oh, he needs this. He needs that. He was let down by the offensive coordinator. He was let down by this person. When are, like, when are people going to actually hold him accountable? When was the last time he had a multi-touchdown game last season? I think it was like October 5th, right? It was a while. There weren't many of them down the stretch. It's true. There were not many of them. And like last night, I was listening to Stacey King. I almost threw something at the TV. You know, he said something. Well, maybe Justin <laughs> Fields needs the support of a team knowing that he's that they're behind him. Well, didn't we give him that for the past three years? Like, well, not the first year. I don't, think, I don't think the first year they did very much. I'll tell you that. Well, the year they went three and thirteen, you could have all the support well, you I want. Mean, but they I were mean, trying to intentionally lose. I mean, too. his first year with Nagy—that was what Nagy did to him in a couple of those games: the Cleveland game, the Tampa game. Was was that was criminal? I mean, it was ridiculous. Well, what they do to Color in the New York Giants game, where he got pummeled and concussed. I mean, that happens. also wasn't a rookie. Yeah, that I mean, happens. Though. He wasn't making his first start. I mean, I don't know. Things I, happen out there. I know. Troy Aikman got pummeled by the Philadelphia Eagles too when he was a rookie. I know. It's, it's the Chris, NFL. Chris, Big boys. And, and Chris, you're right. He didn't have a four. He didn't have a multi uh, like a multi touchdown passing game since the explosion against Washington on the Thursday nighter. Yep. Justin Fields had two games last year where he threw multiple touchdown passes. Can we, two. Two games. Can we play fifteen? Thursday night games because boy they seem to play yeah, well they seem on Thursday to be night. Good on Thursday, goofy on Thursday night. I don't know why. Maybe Eberflus like was a uh, he's channeling the spirit of a high school coach to play on Thursday nights. You seem to know. be really good on. I'm Thursdays. trying to figure it out. That's Justin's really doing. good on Thursdays yeah. and, and even Mondays. How I mean, many primetime prime games good. do you think we end up getting next year? Uh, with, if if they draft Caleb Williams, oh yeah, probably twelve, three 12 games. or four. What do you think? Twelve games? No, I'll say four. They'll have four. Do you include the England game as a primetime game? No. Well. No, that's not a primetime game. Not a, it's a standalone, but it's not a primetime. I just asked right? you. Yeah. No, but they get at least four. Four. I think at least. You're at probably least. right. Maybe six. Four, maybe five. Maybe six. Six is a lot. Because remember. One, one being a Packers game. Yeah, one would be Absolutely. a Packers game. Always got to have a Packers game. Um, I would think. Uh, I'm trying to think of the opponent's slate right now off the top of my head. Like, what other sexy. You know the ones. You know the ones. Frisco. Uh, yeah, Frisco. Are we playing Frisco? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd say San Francisco. Absolutely. Uh, some against Detroit because the Bears play yeah, well. I would say I would, I say would see uh, an interdivision. Maybe a Thanksgiving Day game, guys. Thursday game. Do they have the Whoa. Texans? They do have the Texans. Maybe a so Thursday like, night game with the Texans. I could see Texans. Yep. I could see Packers for sure. One of the Lions games. Monday nighters, Sunday nighters, all types of special things happening. I had seen two. You know a what piece. they? Do you know what they like two to do? If you look historically, they like to put a Bears Vikings primetime game. They really do. They love Bears Vikings primetime games. So I would think one of those Bears Vikings games is. Are they back on Thanksgiving? Maybe that's what because you're of, saying. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So, so with that, with that idea, we would get a primetime game against each of the division opponents. Yes, that's three all off the I bat. I like it. They'll play in four or five primetime games next year. They will. Well, does the London game count that's as what a? I was just you missed it. Yeah. Sorry, about was that. it is a yeah, standalone game. Like if we're going to count Thanksgiving, yeah. that's eleven thirty. I mean, that's yeah. 
That's, that's a prime time because it's standalone. Are prime, are, standalone are prime games. games. Let's not say prime time. Let's just say prime games. I don't know. I don't count Amazon those. Prime. Those Jacksonville early Londons. No, I don't weird. count those as prime time. But do you games. count? Do you count Thanksgiving as prime time? Yeah, but that's different. It's a holiday. Everyone's prime off. Time. Like Abdul and I would be here getting everyone prepped for the pregame show, and there'd be a game on in London. No one's even paying attention so to it when unless here, you're sitting at home. When like we're here during the show at three in the morning, getting people ready for that game. Then yes, just we will, get ready. We will count it as a prime game. <laughs> All right, we'll grab uh, more of your phone calls coming up. Jesse's got a baseball update at two. We'll do the lunch rush during the one o'clock hour. It's Carmen and York. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Coming up uh, just after one, I want to talk about the NFLPA report cards. They do it every year. We'll tell you how the Bears graded out facilities, how they treat the families, uh, training room, all that kind of fun stuff. The NFLPA does the training staff. Yeah, training staff. Training staff. And our grades. Let's go to, where do you want to go here? How about we set our buddy Randy in Seattle? Hey, Randy. Hello, guys. Hey. So, um, first. Before I get into what I call, actually call about, I wanted to apologize for my call last week where I failed to get to the point when we were talking about why Jerry doesn't sell the White Sox. And for the record, I am a CPA. I do work in the world of tax. I do understand enough about state taxes to be dangerous. And the whole point is, you know, as Bear fans and for you guys that are Sox fans, probably have wanted the teams to get sold to somebody who will, we think, treat us better and take better care of the teams. And the reason they don't do it is because no matter what the estate tax plan is, and, and Yurko, you're absolutely right, and, and Carmen, you were as well, they, they, these guys have elaborate estate tax plans. Mm-hmm. But there's still a significant number amount of estate tax that they're going to pay. But by virtue of not selling the team, you can set a value that is probably going to be less than what it would actually sell for. And they would sell, save hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. i to throw that out there. Okay. Okay. So Jerry's not. Jerry's not going to sell anytime soon. Um, you couldn't agree, disagree with you more about the Justin Fields thing. Okay. Um, he's not going to be a great quarterback, and you have an opportunity to go for greatness. And what's the one thing we've never had at quarterback? Greatness. A great quarterback. Go for it. Okay. I trust Ryan Poles. He has been del- deliberate and thorough, and takes his time, and. I just think, you know what, if, if he decides that it's Caleb Williams, great. Go for greatness. If he decides that Caleb Williams isn't the guy for the Bears and he likes a Drake May, then Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick of somebody no matter what. Trade down to the two spot yeah. and take take Drake May. What's Thanks, the most, yeah, what's the most impressive thing that Ryan Poles has done? The trade, right? Over the, over over the two years, was, it, to me, it wasn't even the trade. Okay, it was the Montez Sweat thing mm. after missing and totally failing on Chase Claypool to have the balls to come back and still do another trade for a second round pick because he felt like it was right and it could help this team specifically. And the defense was a totally different defense. Even the, I know they played a different brand, um, not a brand of football, but maybe a lesser quality quarterback. Mm-hmm. In their little winning streak that they, they had they at did. the end of the year, they did. But the most impressive thing was he didn't care that he failed miserably with Chase Claypool. Right. 
he was he was still willing to pull the trigger on something he thought would be right and could help his team. That's the most impressive thing that he's done to me. Good point. So you know when anybody's looking at, yeah, you could say this thing. He got that right. He got got a lot of things right. But his willingness to go ahead and not be shy mm-hmm. about making the team better and doing the same thing he did the year before when he failed so miserably, that's what I give Ryan Poles credit yeah, for. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And in terms of like just wanting that great quarterback, that's all I think any of us have wanted. I, in the last 20 years, I think I've been like truly excited about two Bears quarterbacks that I thought would be great. Which ones? Jay and, Jay Ju- Cutler. and Justin. We're going to be coming up to the anniversary, April 2nd. You know, know that? I know. Of, of the, the Jay Cutler announcement when I we know, heard it. I know. Are you kidding me? Jay. Ring the bell. You know, we're going crazy over Jay here. Jay and Justin. I was never a Mitch fan, ever. I just wasn't. Uh, that's pretty well documented. Um, well, when they got Justin Fields, the fourth quarterback in the draft. I was still excited. Quarter, you still I were was excited. excited. Okay. I was. I was excited for Justin. I was. I was excited for Jay. Everyone was. No, everyone was excited for I was for excited. Justin. I was I and remember I on draft just, night being and, like, they're, oh, my God, they're actually going to do this. And I don't think Justin's bad. I don't. Mitch is bad. Funny you mention that. Can I give you a note here? Sure. I was just reading through this. Yes. Getting some, some trimmings ready for the lunch rush. Okay. Uh, Albert Breer wrote trimmings. this yesterday. <laughs> the accoutrement for my egg salad. Um, Albert Breer wrote this yesterday in his things he was hearing around the uh, NFL Combine. He said one more thing here. He's written, he was wrote, he started his column on Sports Illustrated about the Bears and what Ryan Pohl said and all the kind of stuff we've gone through. He wrote this one more thing here. I've talked to enough Chicago folks over the last few weeks to know that the Bears believe they can win with Fields. But this is a unique situation where they have the first round pick of the worst team in the league in a year with a generational talent is coming out at quarterback. One that will allow the team to reset the rookie contract clock at the quarterback. And in the end, my bet is still that the chance to do that is too much to pass on. No one is saying that Justin is a bad quarterback. It's just that this is me now. Yeah. No one is saying that Fields is a bad quarterback or that we weren't excited when Fields got here. I totally was. This is also a financial decision. Yes. To reset your – because, like, if you want to say build around the quarterback, that's fine. But aren't you doing that by resetting the financial status of your quarterback and then using that money to build around him? Like, in two years – can anyone say that right now you're ready to give Justin Fields $40 million a year? No. Okay. So in two years, when Caleb Williams is still on his rookie contract and you can use that extra $25 million, whatever it is, $30 million yeah. to spend on whatever you want to to improve your team, that's building around your quarterback. Yep. So don't say you're not building around your quarterback. That's what they're doing. They're getting a new quarterback and building around him. The clock uh, aspect of this is significant when you have talented kids like May and Williams coming in. And, you know, you might like your quarterback, but you don't love him. You don't think he's great. He's going into your four. It all factors into the calculus. 312-332-3776. Ring us up. Tell you about the NFL PA report cards for all the teams in the NFL, including how the Bears ranked. A few categories really, really, they rank very highly. A few categories, not so much. We'll get into that and take more of your Bears calls. Jesse Rogers in just over an hour from Arizona. We're back in two minutes.